Hi, welcome or welcome back to Playtime Radio. Oh my god, that felt spooky, guys. I can't believe I just said that. I bet you thought you'd seen or heard the last of me. Well, I'm back. You know, I, I've taken a very long hiatus, and when people have asked me about it, I've just said that I find it incredibly hard to produce episodes when I've met someone new and I'm falling in love. Well, I've just decided that I fall in love way too frequently now for this to impact the podcast and I just have to get back on it. So I'm really sorry about my absence. I know that I've left some questions unanswered and I feel terrible about it. So I'm really sorry if I didn't get to your question and you feel like I've been ignoring you because I really don't mean to and I want to be there for you and your questions. I want to help you. So I'm back. Some changes I have to announce. I don't think I've ever said this before, and I'm sure it was intentional later on, but it wasn't intentional in the beginning, but my name is Saskia. (laughs) I've made some changes to the show, and I've never formally associated my name with this podcast because I think I worried that no one's going to take dating or relationship advice from a 21-year-old. And of course, the podcast has always been about listeners questions and about you guys rather than me and that's that's still the same don't worry I'm not going to start talking about my love life very openly however someone pointed out to me recently that it makes me look like I'm hiding behind this podcast because I'm ashamed of it well I couldn't be prouder of what this little project was when I was actually making episodes so I have to I have to just say that I will now be it's not a secret who I am. Um, I know like everyone listening either knows me or is a friend of a friend. But just to get it out there, I'm not hiding behind this podcast. I do I do love it and I have missed it. I've missed speaking into a microphone in my room with my LED lights on. And it's been so bloody long since I picked up the microphone that I'm I'm not even sure that I'm using the microphone properly. So if you're hearing this through a what sounds like a tin can I'm really really sorry I'll brush up on it and I was feeling so uncomfortable making this episode like even now I'm still so uncomfortable that I decided that I had to do my own routine so I lit a candle I've had a little bit of white wine I'm wearing lingerie because I need to feel some kind of confidence in order to get this out of off my chest to come back officially that sounds so dramatic <laughs> So another little update I have to give is that unfortunately I will no longer be playing music directly on the podcast because I have had one too many copy strikes from various huge label groups who have requested that I stop playing their music in the podcast. So unfortunately I will not be doing that anymore. I know some people really like the music and other people didn't. It was a bit polarizing. However, the good news is that I will be updating my playlist with all my favorite songs on Spotify. So you can go check that out under Saskia ZG. The playlist is called Playtime Radio Full Tracklist and it has all the play all the songs, sorry, that I think are appropriate for that time. I still want you guys to have a banging sex playlist and so I'll be updating it regularly. <laughs> okay. Let's address the huge elephant in the room, which is my little little break. <laughs> Let's call it that. I think 
owe you an apology again. I'm really sorry. I've been questioning whether this is really what I'm meant to be doing and whether anyone's really enjoying the podcast. I mean, I have fun making it and I really enjoy reading your guys' questions and thinking about how to help you if I can in any way. But I've been dealing with a lot of imposter syndrome and feeling like I'm not good enough to answer anyone's questions. I can't even figure out my own love life, so how the hell am I qualified to answer anyone's questions? Which is still a fair point, i got to say, but I'm getting more confident about this. And I've realised that this is, this is something I'm really passionate about and something I really enjoy. And maybe it's cringe. Maybe people who know me in real life find this like really weird that this girl they know or went to school with or met once has a podcast (laughs) also editing this is going to be such a trip because if I've forgotten how to use the microphone I've a hundred percent forgotten how to edit so please bear with me this might take a while to upload I've always been really passionate about opening a dialogue about relationships and love and sex I found that people my age Our sex education has been so varied and a lot of the time very underwhelming, let's put it like that. I mean, I'm very lucky that I have parents who have always been super open and communicative with me, but I know a lot of people aren't in the same position. I mean, you guys might have listened to episodes with my mother on here and we talk exactly how we spoke in in those two episodes on the daily about relationships. I'm very lucky that I have such an open dialogue and that I can talk to both my parents anytime about anything on my mind, but I know that's not the case for everyone. So I started this as a way of opening a dialogue and making sex education and talking about relationships not something that you have to be scared about and something that you can talk about with your friends and your hopefully your family as well. And if not, then you always have me and eventually I will get to your questions Uh, and I am going to stop taking hiatuses you see I I said to myself that you know obviously I was taking a super long break and people would ask me like oh why why aren't you doing it why aren't you speaking to the microphone in your room by yourself and I would say "Hmm, you know I just find it really difficult to give other people advice about their relationships when I meet someone and I start falling for someone and then I have to take a break unfortunately I've just realized that I just, I'm attracted to too many people to be taking breaks this frequently. And I have to just step back on it and get back into this because I still really enjoy doing this. And this is, this is going to be something that's more consistent than anyone I meet. You know, it's like, it's like the gym, you know, the gym isn't going to hurt you. The gym isn't going to reject you. And neither will making this podcast. (laughs) God, I need to cut that out as well. (laughs) Anyway. This imposter syndrome has been a totally self-limiting belief and I'm going to snap out of it. I think I may not be qualified, but even if it's totally selfish, I really enjoy making this podcast and I know there are several people who have missed episodes and I want to thank everyone who's been kicking me up the butt to get back on it. And I especially want to thank all the friends of my parents who've been telling me that they really, really enjoy listening to this podcast on the way to work. I really want to give a special shout out to you guys. 
I had no idea that I had that kind of audience, but I'm here for it. And I'm happy that you enjoy my content, I guess. <laughs> Anyhow, so another change I want to make is that I want to start by setting an intention because I've seen a couple of hosts do this and I'm trying to set more intentionality into my life. It's 2022, new year, new me. And I feel like I'm always doing a million things at once and I'm sure you can relate. There's a huge attention economy and my attention span is incredibly short. I mean, I've decided also, yeah, sorry, side note. I've also decided that since there's no not going to be any music, the, the episodes might just have to be shorter. And I think I had a phobia in the past of making an episode shorter than half an hour, but I've realized that actually I enjoy listening to podcasts that are less than half an hour long. Okay, anyway, back to the intentions. I'm going to calm. I just want you to take a second to slow down for a second and to set an intention for listening to this episode right here, right now. Whether you're on your commute to uni or you're going to work, whether you're driving or listening while you pre-game, uh, and I was really shocked and flattered to hear that some of you listen to me while you get ready to go out. Really, I wasn't expecting that, but if you're cracking a cold one, is, it, is that how you say cracking a cold one with the boys? <laughs> Here we go. Let's set an intention. My intention for this episode is to get back on track with the podcast and to help people who have sent in their questions, help them get some responses. So an example for you, your intention could just be to relax while listening or to learn something new or maybe to find something that resonates with you. Or maybe you just need some good background noise for your pregame. I don't mind. So let's take a deep breath together in through the nose. And out through the mouth. And just focus on that intention for one second longer. Okay, now, you know the drill. I think I've forgotten how to say it, but it's time. Grab, grab a candle, align your chakras, do some Kegels, get a bottle of wine, let's do this baby it's time to play <laughs> so question number one my girlfriend always insists on making out with her female friends when we're out together and at first it was funny in our friend group but now i feel like i'm the butt of the jokes she tells me it doesn't mean anything to her and that it isn't cheating but it still makes me feel really uncomfortable okay we all have that one friend who becomes a CPR expert after a few too many, but to me this sounds like a serious problem for two reasons. One is that it's happened multiple times, and two, your girlfriend knows it hurts you and does it intentionally. Whether she's drunk or not, it's intentional. Now, if you'd said it happened once, I could totally understand it to an extent, because she could have blacked out, or just been too inebriated to even think about anything other than just lip-locking the next person she laid eyes on. But multiple instances of this probably means that she knows that it's inappropriate and decides to do it anyway, which I think is actually really disrespectful to you, and I think you have every right to feel uncomfortable. I know sometimes people have a fetish for girls making out with girls, and that it can be a turn-on to certain people, but just because 
that's a common trope doesn't mean that you should feel obligated to feel that way and that you you need to listen up to your own feelings when you when you feel disrespected like that because frankly the only reason why it wouldn't be considered cheating is because it's not with a guy right um I think people often use being drunk as an excuse and unfortunately it explains bad behavior but in my opinion it doesn't justify her behavior and if this is a problem that she has when drinking perhaps she has other problems when she drinks you know this might not be the only time that this happens you you, you just don't know whether this is uh, the alcohol is just a vehicle for her to express how she really feels or whether it's you know a repressed emotion that comes out when she starts drinking I don't know whether your girlfriend is bisexual or bi-curious, but I think that part of the issue is that she's getting with female friends. And again, that's often seen as acceptable or hot in some circumstances. But I still think it's inappropriate if you feel uncomfortable about it. And if she's confused about her sexuality or she's bisexual, then I think the proper time to talk about it would be when she's sober and when her female friends aren't around and I think this is something you guys need to talk about if it's going to be a persistent problem in your relationship which it sounds like it already is especially if you feel like you're the butt of people's jokes it's a really horrible feeling to have when you feel like people are in on a joke that is at your expense so the point being she might not take your feelings so seriously if she isn't into her girlfriend's you know, she she might really not be bi-curious or bisexual and just has a thing for making out with her girlfriends when she gets drunk. However, I, st- I still think your feelings are really valid and and that you deserve to be respected. I mean, if you started getting with your friends and insisting that it was not cheating because they're just you're just friends with them, she'd probably kick off. Or maybe, maybe she wouldn't. And maybe you're with the wrong person who's just a bit, you know, into polyamory but I stand by my thought that you have two choices one is you confront her sober or two you just break up with her because I think the worst thing to do would be to half forgive her and then feel anxious and really bitter whenever you go out together and she starts drinking and you just worry oh my god who is she gonna kiss next and is it gonna be me and I think that would be the worst situation for you. I think you've got to think about what is going to make you feel at ease and what is going to make you feel comfortable around your friends. And if this is really bothering you, then this is something clearly that you need to talk about with her. And it sounds like you've already done a good job of explaining your feelings, but I think you probably just have to be a little more direct with your girlfriend and just say, look, I can't, I can't tolerate you hooking up with other girls it doesn't matter to me whether you're bi-curious or not um and I, I I really would appreciate if you don't do this or we have to talk about not being together anymore on the other hand if you have this conversation with her and she she does say you know I have I have got bi-curious feelings and I didn't know how to tell you and this is just my way of expressing it who knows maybe maybe you're interested in helping your girlfriend explore her sexuality on an open level where you're both sober and aware of what she's doing. You could, you could get a threesome out of this if you want to, if she is bisexual, bi-curious. 
So this depends on how you want to take it. But it sounds like she's doing it on purpose. Whether it's to annoy you or just to get off is... Yeah, it's it neither neither way is cool. So I think you need to either confront her sober and hope that she can follow through on her actions or just break up with her. That is honestly what I would do. And I don't want to shade anyone who makes out with their friends because, like I say, we all have that one friend who does it. And I don't want to shade anyone who's bi-curious or interested in exploring their sexuality a bit further in a different direction I just think it's really unfair on your partner to intentionally hurt their feelings by getting with someone and claiming that it doesn't mean anything when it clearly does mean something to your partner and it does affect them and that you can always have an open and honest conversation about how you're feeling if you are confused and if you do want to explore a bit further I think that could be more interesting anyhow all the best of luck. I hope it goes really well. And hopefully the only person your girlfriend is going to be kissing soon is you. Now on to my second question, which reads, can you talk about staying in a toxic relationship out of comfort despite wanting to leave? First of all, I think it's a huge step that you recognize that this is a toxic relationship. And I'm really sorry to hear that you find yourself in one. I think a lot of people have been staying in toxic relationships through the pandemic as a way of having stability in some really twisted and warped sense because I know you must recognize that if you're in a toxic relationship that you should probably leave but there is some kind of warped perverse comfort in being in a toxic relationship and now I'm not sure what the degrees of your toxicity are in this relationship and you haven't specified whether you're the toxic person or whether they're the toxic person but as far as I know toxic relationships are generally a mutual thing and it really takes two to tango in a lot of these situations I want to ask you whether there is really any toxicity sorry whether there's any comfort in toxicity because I think if you're already calling it toxic, you you do know what to do. I personally have dabbled, <laughs> is maybe the wrong word, but I've definitely found myself in toxic situations. And I know that some of my friends have, and whenever they have, I've been very, very eager to give them advice to get out at all costs. And I know that is a lot easier said than done. And often... The relationships that we see around us, the relationships our friends have with their partners or um, the relationships, for example, that we see online of people we don't know that well. They often look very healthy compared to our own. And I think we I think comparison really is the thief of joy and people get very caught up in comparing their relationships. But if you independently know that your relationship is toxic. I really would recommend leaving I think there really is no benefit to staying in a toxic relationship because you're hurting yourself further and you're standing in your own way of achieving happiness at the end of the day. Um, And I'm just at this point now where I don't want to fight with anyone. And I frankly 
and I hope a lot of you listening feel the same way, I would much rather be alone than with someone who makes me feel terrible about myself or who puts the fight out of me or someone who doesn't encourage me to grow and to be a better person. I'd much rather be alone and be kind to myself personally. And I I, I just, I think you should leave, honestly, unless things can improve between you two. But if you're already at this point where you're calling it what it is and calling it a toxic relationship, why why be in one? Why spend your time on anyone who doesn't make you happy? Life is way too fucking short to do that. And I'm not trying to be cliched or just spewturisms, but there are so many people out there who will love you the way you are and who won't make you feel crap and who will appreciate you. And until you recognize that and you recognize your own self-worth, you won't be able to leave. I heard a really good quote the other day. And I think it's I think it's related to alcohol Alcoholics Anonymous or the, those kind of recovery programs. But the quote is along the lines of progress only happens when the fear of staying the same outweighs the fear of change. And I think a lot of this kind of toxic should I stay, should I go thing comes from deep-rooted insecurity and low self-esteem, unfortunately. And I think people often settle for what they think they deserve. You know, that, that classic line of you accept the love that you deserve. And frankly, I think a lot of us do that because we feel pressured to be in a relationship or we feel that our life would be so much worse without this other person. But what I want you to do is evaluate really objectively because it sounds already like you, you know, if you're calling it a toxic relationship, you're already being quite objective. And I just want you to sit back and imagine your life without that other person for a minute. And I don't mean think about your life in the first two weeks of the breakup, because that's going to be shit, whether it's a toxic relationship or an amazing relationship or whatever it is, it's going to sting. It's going to hurt. But I want you to think about your life six months from now, having broken up with that person do you feel a weight lifted from your shoulders do you feel free do you feel happy by yourself meeting other people spending time with your friends and your family is this something you want or do you want to stay the same and be stuck in the same toxic relationship cycle that you sound like you already are in I think you need to reevaluate. What helped me, for example, is, and this is going to sound strange, but this is the way that worked for me and this is how my mind works and maybe it will work for you or it could inspire you to find another way that works for you better. When I find myself in these kind of situations, I make a pros and cons list and that might sound very, um, very crass or unfeeling when obviously there's so much emotion involved in any relationship. But genuinely making a pros and cons list really helped me to have a bird's eye view of the problem and be objective. And I realized that my reasons to leave were so much bigger than my reasons to stay. 
and that this kind of half-assed comfort you have from staying with someone who isn't good for you is really inauthentic and unfortunately no matter how much you love a person who's toxic to you sometimes people just aren't ready to love you back in that same way and you don't have to put your happiness on the line for someone else ever again I would much rather be alone (laughs) not alone but I would much rather be single sorry that's a better way of putting it much rather be single than with someone who makes me feel crap so I highly encourage you to evaluate from an objective point of view maybe even enlist your friends and ask them their honest opinion if you feel like if you feel like they could be helpful or even better try to imagine that your problem right now isn't your problem but it's your best friend's problem or your sibling's problem And imagine what you would tell them if they told you that they're considering staying with someone who isn't making them happy. I think I think I know what you would say. I think it's just a matter of saying it to yourself now. I don't know. Again, I don't know how the dynamics of this relationship. I don't know how toxic it is. But if you are describing it as toxic, leave. Like, just leave. And who knows you know, never say never, you might be able to resolve your differences with some space and time and different circumstances and come back together as better people. But most of the time, a break is a breakup. And you sound like you need a clean, a clean slate, a, a fresh start. And I can't blame you. It's exhausting being with someone who doesn't treat you right or who makes you feel less than. And I really, really encourage you to like I say, reevaluate and just think about it objectively and how you would give advice to a friend of yours in the same position. You know, some people some people like to stay in relationships because it's like it's like wearing a cashmere hoodie or just that warm sensation of being with someone who knows you so well and who you're so familiar with and who knows everything about you. But if that cashmere hoodie has thorns in it or if it's super fucking itchy or if you're feeling really uncomfortable in it go return it return it to the store and tell them you want a different hoodie or just you can get a refund (laughs) don't put yourself through something so unnecessary out of this this just not this very inauthentic comfort as you call it I mean, you said that you want to leave, so leave. This is your life. Take control and eliminate as much toxicity from your life as you can. I mean, I know not everyone can can choose, um, you know, things like being in a job that they don't like or having people around them that they who, who they can't get away from but who they have to interact with. But you can choose the trajectory of this relationship and you are in control of your life. And if someone is making you unhappy, leave. That's my advice. And my final question for this episode reads like this. I've moved on from rejection, but I I still catch myself thinking about the girl who hurt me. And I often feel like I'm only doing things to look like I've gotten over her. And I think I often just want her to really regret rejecting me. How do I properly move on? Hmm. (laughs) 
I think on some level, a lot of us really do feel like we're doing things either to impress someone or to make them regret that they rejected us or that they left us. And the number one way to properly get over someone is to emotionally detach from the situation and from that person. And this is, again, one of those things that's way easier said than done. It's really, really hard to do. Um, Excuse me. But I think, again, like my second question, this goes back to a sense of low self-esteem. Because the things that you might be doing to make her regret rejecting you probably don't fulfill a real deep satisfaction and they feel very short-term and very superficial which is what it is I mean a lot of people do things like you know they go out clubbing when they break up with someone or when they or someone breaks up with them and or they start dating someone very close to the person who rejected them just to piss them off and the one way you're really gonna make this girl regret ever rejecting you is by being happy and that is a really long process (laughs) especially if this is you know something that's very particular to you okay I'm sorry about that I had a call coming through from my mother and she says hi by the way I'm sure that we will be making an episode together soon (laughs) but in any case I think it was a sign because she had some really good advice for you because I, you know, I told her, oh my God, you're interrupting me right now in the middle of my session. And her great advice for moving on from someone who's rejected you was very simple. She said, there is nothing like meeting someone new to get over someone old. Great advice. But I don't think you should be rushing into bed with anyone soon or, or trying to make someone else jealous by dating someone particular. I think that's always a bad idea because you're wasting your time and you're also wasting that other person's time by either leading them on or making them become emotionally invested in something that you're, when you're effectively using them. Apart from that, she also said exercise is really great. And this I can really second her on. Um, I think there really is nothing as great as walking out of a workout class or of the gym and just feeling on top of the world and throwing yourself into something like exercise which can obviously improve the way you look and feel about yourself is really going to help you feel better and more self-confident and boost your self-esteem which will help you with these feelings of making people jealous and and feeling rejection and you're going to get fitter, you're going to get stronger, you're going to feel better about yourself, that's the most important thing, and you'll have the added benefit of probably looking better. Um, I mean, a little definition never hurt anyone, (laughs) so I really would just say throw yourself into some exercise, but something you really enjoy doing, that's the really crucial part, don't don't, don't throw yourself into something you really hate, Um, find what really works for you and what makes you what makes you feel really happy after an hour or what can you do for an hour or two where you don't watch the clock that's a really really big 
proponent of what makes exercise fun for me because uh, personally I used to hate exercising and having been in similar positions to yourself I can firmly say that the endorphins really do help with getting over people (laughs) um so and you never know you could really meet someone very cute in the gym I mean haven't we all had a gym crush or someone we you know you see someone you spy someone from across the gym and you think oh fuck five more sit-ups it is um and there's the very generalistic advice of you know spending time doing things you love but truly there is no better medicine than being in good company and doing the things you enjoy doing when you're feeling rejected or when you just need a reminder of how great you are and how much that other person is missing and that's in a very non non toxic non superficial way really like i say the best way that you can make someone regret rejecting you or leaving you is by being truly happy within yourself and now i don't know really how it is for women but i know that for men for straight men men ladies men really know and they can they can smell it there's something pheromonal about it i i like i swear there's something so pheromonal about men who can sense when you've moved on and when you're finally happy without them and you know what that is that is exactly the time when they come crawling back trying to worm their way back into your life or you know i'm sorry i hurt you or i'm sorry i invalidated your feelings blah 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 The great thing about actually moving on and actually being happy within yourself is that you will achieve your original goal of making them regret what they did while also emotionally detaching and meeting someone way better. If someone rejects you or doesn't have time for you, that is truly their loss. And at the end of the day, you can work on yourself and you can become a better person. You can be the best person in the world. Someone still might not like you. Like, what is that quote? It's like, you could be the ripest, juiciest piece, pe- uh, peach, sorry, peach in the world. And someone just doesn't like peaches. And that's fine. Everyone's allowed to like or dislike who they want. And all you can be in control of is being the best version of yourself, being the juiciest peach. And you will meet people along the way who despise and people who love peaches. I'm not sure I'm making quite a lot of sense of that analogy but what I'm trying to say is that you will find that you actually stop gravitating towards posting a thirst trap or going out with someone very publicly to make someone jealous when you actually have moved on from that person and unfortunately that's going to take a lot of hard work and it's not a not necessarily a matter of just sleeping with a bunch of mingers and getting out of your system but sometimes it's actually a case of working on yourself and that's the hardest part and I, you know, it's so cliche to you know, work on yourself and make them regret it but it really does help and you'll find you gain so much more emotional clarity and detachment from the situation the moment that you start not giving a fuck about that person anymore and I'm sure that along the way you'll realize that this girl clearly isn't right in the head to not like you back or to reject you and that you'll realize very soon that it's her loss and yeah she might come back crawling to you when she realizes that you've moved on or that you're you know not willing to let yourself be rejected by her again 
And hopefully by that point, you will be at such a good place in your mental state and in your mind that it just won't matter anymore. And when that person comes back to you, you just don't care anymore. So to recap, 100% meeting more people and getting yourself out there, going to a bar or a club with your friends and just enjoying yourself and meeting people along the way and exercise is great really great and emotionally detaching and for some people that takes a really long time for others it might just be a matter of getting back out there and realizing that that person is one of nearly eight billion and that their opinion of you doesn't really matter that much in the grand scheme of things so that's the thing to focus on you can control your own life your own body your own self-perception and your own feelings and you can't control everyone's reaction to you and that's normal people are going to like us and dislike us left right and center but a lot of the time people don't actually think about us at all (laughs) but what I'm trying to say is that this girl is going to regret rejecting you or dumping you the moment she realizes that you are actually over it and that she no longer has that hold over you and if she does come back to you Assess whether you're really still that into this person anymore or whether all this self-growth self-growth, and improvement has just made you realize she's actually not that big of a deal and that you'd rather be with someone else anyway. That is my advice to you. I hope it goes really well and good luck on your fitness journey. <laughs> um, so that is the end of this episode, guys. I know it's been a very hot minute, like I said at the beginning, since I've done an episode. However, I'm really glad to be back in the saddle. I've missed this microphone. I'm going to have the real time of my life editing this episode and trying to cut things out. (laughs) But I just want to reiterate that if you want to leave me a question, you should head to yourplaytimeradio.com. You can follow the Playtime Radio Instagram, which is at yourplaytimeradio. And... Don't worry, all the questions are completely anonymous, so I will never say your name. I don't even know your name. You're just, you know, we're strangers on the internet. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a voice over the phone. <laughs> uh, but as I say, I'm very sorry again that there won't be any more music with these episodes, but I will be regularly updating the Spotify playlist that I mentioned, and you guys can continue having amazing sex with even better music. So I just want to say thank you so, so much for listening. And I want to also say a big thank you. I feel like I'm at the Oscars or something. I want to say a big thank you to everyone who's been pushing me to get another episode out. Because I've been really, really scared to do this. And I felt very out of my depth. That's really the way it was. Out of my depth. Definitely out of my comfort zone. And I'm over this imposter syndrome and I realize a lot of the time the advice that I give other people is really things that I should be saying to myself and especially the emphasis on self-growth and accepting yourself because I really, I really do love this platform and I've missed it a lot and I have so many things to post and to share and so many questions to answer still. So hear me out I will be getting back to this regularly now (laughs) I really do enjoy this and I really hope you have enjoyed the episode too there will be more to follow very very soon 
um my schedule is picking up a little bit but i want to make time for this you know like as they say if they like you enough they'll make time for you i playtime radio listeners i like you enough and i want to make time for you now i'm ready to commit (laughs) anyways i hope you have an amazing week an amazing night rest of your day all that hope you're all having amazing sex and that you're all feeling very loved i love you too Mwah.